You're a slow drinker too, huh? My body moves slow. Lumbering! No, go back. Move this man! Oh, we just did this one. Oh no! Text me for calling next time. This isn't your show. This isn't your home. You need to take off your shoes and obey the rules, Joe. Sorry. Don't sing along. This is a shoes on household. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a household of white men who keep their shoes on. Yeah. More of a Western thing. Don't be Shoes on. That is true. Yeah. It's true. It's definitely an Eastern thing to take your shoes off to enter a home. Obi-Wan's jealous of me. He won't let me take my shoes off. (laughs) 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 Aren't we done with the rogues? No. Oh. Obi-Wan wasn't in the rogues. Kenobi. I I am shocked he wasn't. Yeah. Although I think it was Lex G. Someone on Twitter.com was making a joke that, you know, in the time between Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One... Um, Jimmy Smits gets like a gray hair and <laughs> Ewan McGregor turns into Alec Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. Although I yeah. love that Jimmy Smits got the Skywalker theme. Mm. I guess you can just adopt that because he's Leia's adopted Yeah, father. he's a stepdad, yeah. you know. Yeah. You can uh, buy your way into the Skywalker. Apparently so. As you, Disney has done us. Godsmiths. <laughs> exactly. Godsmiths. You, you can buy midichlorians. It only I'm, costs $4 billion. I'm <laughs> always happy to see um, minor prequel characters show up. Mm. Like, apparently the lady playing Mon Matha, oh. Mon Mothma, she was, like, in the background of one shot of Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. And they used the same actress. Oh, really? So people were like, why didn't you use that fucking nerd at the end of Revenge of the Sith for um, uh, Peter Cushing? Because mm. there's the one guy who stands oh, in for right, the yeah. one shot. Just use it him. was a wide shot. Yeah. Yeah. I think the audience would have been finer with replacing than with the CGIing. I don't know. Beyond Peter Cushing, the... That's Carrie true. F- it's not the big audience that's really pissed off. It's mainly just you, isn't it? And other fans. There's other people mad about it. But it's, it's not a majority, a right? No, a lot of people don't even notice it. Yeah. But, you know, keep in mind, for example, my parents don't notice when Seinfeld is stretched out to 16 yeah, yeah, by totally. 9. Exactly. And I'm like, don't you notice how Jerry's head is like an oval? Mm. And they're like, that looks fine. <laughs> they remastered those, though. They were shot on film, so they remastered them to HD. Now, I think we had this argument before. Yeah. The, what's the they did full frame? I thought that would be four by three. Uh, I no, I think they. What they do like three perf? Yeah, I think they shot three perf in the. <laughs> Why? Because because that saved film. saved film. Yeah. Okay, all right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, either that. Or but they, they might have shot sixteen. Do people right. have any idea what you're talking about? Were, were they? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Were they doing it TV safe or is there like booms and shit on the side? Because uh, I think I've read people saying there's all this weird stuff on the side of the frames. Now. Oh, really? I haven't seen it yet, yeah. so I I assume I assumed it was clean, but they they might have had to digitally remaster it to to make it that way. Well, I think I mean they did the same thing with Pee Wee's Her- Pee Wee's Playhouse, Pee Wee's Herman's Pee Wee's Herman's Playhouse, uh-huh. and uh, that looks great. Um, so that's as much. I as feel I can like tell there's you. probably more visual care in Pee Wee's Playhouse than Seinfeld. Really? I would assume so. Yeah, there's more in the screen. Yeah. I don't uh, think anyone direct anyone involved in Seinfeld thought anything about the sets beyond here's an apartment. Yeah, but I don't think anyone on Pee Wee's Playhouse thought about this being no. But those needed, have vi- like, but they have visual gags there. What I'm saying is oh, children's comedy is yeah. more visual than Seinfeld. Okay, gotcha. Seinfeld, the sets were just a receptacle for verbal jokes. 
It's all dialogue. If you said the word of the day or whatever, Pee Wee's Playhouse, you know, they would zoom in and out yeah. and do that mm, crazy thing. That's true. Yeah. They would have to keep the stage. Kids need visuals. Clean. Kids don't like radio re- plays. Well, I was going to say wordplay. They <laughs> kids love podcasts. I loved radio. If there were podcasts, I would have loved podcasts. Yeah, you also bought kid. a podcast on vinyl. I did. I'm still waiting for it. I had to buy a, a record player too. That's coming soon. This is getting worse <laughs> by the day. Yeah. I was really uh Did you buy it via Bitcoin? I wish. Uh no, Bitcoin's a scam. Stay away from that shit. Um Wait a minute. I have a proud libertarian man mm-hmm. telling me that Bitcoin is a scam. Mm-hmm. It's basically a Ponzi scam. Are you telling me these Nigerian princes I've been in contact <laughs> with are also scamming me? Exactly. Everything's but a I scam. But I can get rich quick. The Fed's a scam. I mean <laughs> Is the gold standard a scam? Uh kind of. So what is in this Unpeg. Scam? Nothing. Unpeg uh, the dollar. Uh, trade. <laughs> fair no. fair value is, trade. <laughs> are tariffs part of that scam? No, I, I meant like, you know, I'll give you three pelts for some corn. Oh, personal. <laughs> you're talking about bartering. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a scam. <laughs> if I'm seven scam. feet tall and you're yeah. four feet tall, oh, that's yeah. not a fair barter. Exactly. That's that's uh, the the reason all of these systems evolved. <laughs> no, but that's just, that's um, that's not fair. The yeah. government shouldn't be stepping in to protect four-foot-tall people. Mm. They should be eliminated. Oh, well, I That's mean, libertarianism. Logan's run style? Kind of, yeah. Logan, I mean, Wolverine style? Over, over, over the course of thousands of years, we might be a better society. Or at least a what taller does that mean? society. A, who cares? Who wants to be tall? <laughs> I do. Just rocket boots like Spock in Star Trek V. Mm. With yeah. the whales? That's Star Trek IV. Oh. You're not a Trekkie, are you? Kind of. Ha- no, I'm not a Trekkie. Okay. I like them. I'm not a Trekkie. Okay. I prefer the wars. I did. Trek's boring. Really? You've you've just disowned them? They're just they're not for me anymore. It seems like you've know too much. You've gone too far. No, it's just like and I don't understand people like diehards who live and breathe this shit. What are you getting out of this? I'm a diehard diehard. <laughs> they're getting uh, a small reference that no one else gets, that they get yeah. to see gold leader on screen. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's it's all of those little Easter eggs and little uh, tricks that you get to imbibe. You know, the, I mean, that's the whole reason that y- uh, uh, Disney is going that route that you were saying, that everything is canon because everything builds on itself and everything is, uh, you know, little payoffs are are building to make a greater experience, essentially. I'm, I mean, I, we've talked about this plenty of times. I realized a few years ago that I, I have, I get something very different out of Star Wars than a lot of other Star Wars fans. Like, I'm not in it for the fandom. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about the ephemera and the costumes and the tertiary character. Like, I don't care about Bosk or IG-88. Bosco? But if you see an AT... An, I'm sorry, an AT-AT. Oh, my God. I almost made the cardinal sin. Jesus if you see Christ. an AT-AT on screen, do you get a little, like, hair on the back of your neck? No! Okay, so you're... So well, you don't have this nostalgia, this member berry for the original three? Of course I do, but I, I love them and admire them as films. I like the filmmaking, and I have my personal... Nostalgia of being a child watching these films, mm. but it's just it's a it's a thing I've seen ten trillion times. I had an at at toy. I had a Luke Skywalker toy. Seeing on the big screen, like who gives a shit? Yeah, I've seen it so many times. I say, no, I like understand. I close my eyes. I see Darth Vader. Like I don't need to see him in another movie. So what is your appeal? I want to see more shit. Mm. Like Star Wars is an interesting. Keep, keep expanding that universe. Yeah, but also, and I realized this, you know, World as I was building. an older man. But what I like about Star Wars, I've said this a billion times, so I'll keep it short and sweet. What I like about Star Wars <laughs> on a billion podcast is that it's 
uh, a George Lucas movie. I like the personal expression of it. Hmm. I like seeing a dude's weird, in some ways, very warped worldview. Yeah, yeah. Because he has a philosophy. Yeah. He has a point of view. He has an idea of history. It's like if someone else tried politics. to do Brazil. Kind of, but it's like whether you think he succeeds or fails, he has opinions. He has ideas he's trying to get across. The Oscar theory? This is just trying, yeah, uh, yes, on the grandest scale we've ever seen. Um, Whatever you think about the prequels, he is telling you a morality tale about people and about democracy, about society, and you can say it fails on every level. I I would accept that argument. I don't agree with it. But I understand people who don't think it works. But he is dealing in very big ideas, and he is trying to say something on a grand philosophic scale. The new movies are basically just saying, gee, wasn't it great when you were a kid? (laughs) They're so condescending, and they're so patronizing. Regardless of the quality of the filmmaking, the idea is, here's this old shit you loved, and I know you're going to gobble it up. I feel like that's kind of Disney in general these days. Um, I feel like a lot of that is just relying on uh, th- this sort of superficial concepts as opposed to like, I feel like the, the older movies were deeper, you know, like Bambi had a, a little bit of a... Again, because there's a man, Walt Disney, yeah. who pushed this forward, said, here's an idea I exactly. like. Now here's it's what boardroom. it's saying about nature, society, whatever. Here's what it's saying about this specific idea. Here's a metaphor for whatever. What's a metaphor? Ah, <laughs> um, Bambi. But there are ideas, specific ideas he's putting across that people may or may not agree with. Mm. Whereas in the new ones, I feel like they're so generically constructed as to appeal to everyone, as to take no risk. That's why Force Awakens repeats all the plot beats of A New Hope, Mm -hmm. because they're like, okay, everyone agrees this is good, Mm -hmm. so here's the plot. We're not going to do anything you don't like. There's not going to be any clones. There's not going to be any midi-chlorians. There's not going to be any, um, you know, CGI Yoda. Like, everything's cool, right? (laughs) Because when you make sequels and when you do new shit and you have ideas about, like, hey, democracies don't get taken over. They give themselves over to fascism. Mm -hmm. And it happens internally. And it's not always, you know, the the Huns and the Visigoths at the gates. It's people who stop caring. It's usually Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) Yeah. Or it's people saying, oh, I don't know what to do. You strong man, take care of me. Yeah. That's a a interesting idea to put in a $150 million summer blockbuster. Otherwise, Wisa gonna die. Otherwise, Wisa gonna die. Boss Nass knew what was going down. (laughs) Um, I like that line. This is how liberty dies to thunderous applause. Totally. It's, and a, it's not a horrible line. For, no, no, it's, it's for a Star Wars it's film. It's just a, I mean, it, those. It's the, heavy handed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but but they're it, movies for children. But you're right. For a child's film to talk I about mean, the, the Weimar Republic is kind of cool. I like I that. I agree. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It was just handled so boringly. Well, <laughs> the, thing, the thing that sticks with me, and again, it's not handled as well as it could be. Yeah. I think that goes without saying. But the interesting idea to me is the way he retcons Anakin's story in the prequels. Because in the mm-hmm. in the original movies, one of the most interesting things to me is the contrast between what Obi-Wan says in the original trilogy and what actually happened in the prequel trilogy. Because hmm. you realize Obi-Wan lied about pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, From over a certain and over, point of view. <laughs> yes, over and over again. He comes off kind of like a shitbag. Yeah. But what I like is that, you know, he originally says, oh, Anakin was seduced by the dark side and he just wanted to be a, a bad guy and mm-hmm. the, the power was so... Um, appealing to him he became corrupted whereas you watch the prequels and it's really someone who's afraid mm-hmm. and someone who makes a decision to protect someone else hmm. and he chooses power as a way of not losing something as opposed to gaining something hmm. and that's done you can say in a very slow way hmm. very unentertaining way yeah 
there are literally tens of millions of people who agree with you. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of a fascinating idea of someone who makes the wrong choice for the right reasons. Yeah, no, it's 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 great on an intellectual level, right? Which is how I enjoy it. Yeah, it I, I it it takes me uh, you know years to uh, to get that much distance from it to be able to see that grander sort of scheme. Um, I can't enjoy it in the moment. May I mean a lot of this, of course, could just be me projecting onto it, mapping my own yeah, ideas yeah. onto it, but. I'm the last time I watched the movie. I remember thinking, even before he gets all um, torn up and flayed alive on the Mustafar planet, mm-hmm. he is not happy about this decision. Yeah, like there. I think the best moment in the entire prequel trilogy. There's this. I don't know if you guys even remember this. It's like a totally weird, mystical moment where there's Anakin and Padme and like maybe someone else, and they're basically just looking into the cityscape hmm. as the sun is setting, and it's basically. Him trying to decide because he just figured out Palpatine's right, right. I remember the, the this emperor, scene. so he knows this, and he's got to decide what do I do. This do isn't I, sand gets everywhere. This is no. <laughs> this is the next one. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so he's sitting there looking at the sunset. His wife is looking at the same sunset. There's this weird like synth electronic music score going on. Mm-hmm. Literally, characters just staring into the distance. And then after about ten seconds, he gets up, walks out, and he's decided basically to join the bad guys. Yeah. And it, there's not a single line of dialogue. It's purely visuals, music, emotion, and it's as good as anything in the original trilogy. And that, to me, is Lucas at his best without dialogue. <laughs> we're not writing dialogue. <laughs> Correct. That I mean, any, yeah. I think everyone would agree that's his Achilles' heel. Yeah. Because he just he does he he doesn't communicate that way. Yeah. But he does communicate visually hmm. and sonically. Yeah. And so when you manage to remove, if he was dealing with characters who didn't speak be you know <laughs> a movie about death five star <laughs> yeah. masterpieces i agree actually completely and i just want to point out one more thing i noticed because i'm i do a lot of sound editing and a lot of sound analyzing there's a moment in a documentary about attack of the clones where they go to the final mix and all the sound has been decided there's the music and they're talking about the music from the scene where they go to the um the droid factory uh-huh. and it's really like uh very ethnic very african very lots of drums and he goes and he goes i think it's too much i think it's too busy and he's like i think the actual soundtrack should be the rhythm of the machines in the scene now by the way this scene is stupid and the droid factory scene is dumb mm-hmm. but the point is he knew more than all of the musical editors all of the all of this final mix all the re-recording mixers he knew better than these guys and these are supposedly like the best in the business at skywalker sound i always found that very interesting that lucas actually knew more about what to sc- how to score a scene many in many different ways than actually the guys that he hired well, that so. goes into Wheeler's auteur theory essentially yeah i mean that- I, you Lucas know. cared more about the sound of his film and knew more about it than the sound department at Fox. When he said, I want, I'm going to put in stereo. So that's the reason we got stereo in America in the 70s. He said, I'm going to put in stereo. I need the Fox fanfare in stereo. And they literally couldn't find it. <laughs> so John Williams had to re record the, the 20th Century Fox fanfare. Wow. And that's the one they used for the rest of time. Wow. <laughs> because Fox didn't care enough to even keep a rec- like an archive of their own logo. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> and Lucas was like, no, this is really important. It has to, they're like, just do it in mono. He's like, no, it has to be in stereo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, so uh, I, I guess, it, yeah, that goes back to your auteur theory. Like, we need someone like that. Then yeah. It's also very touching to me that in interviews now, he seems to already be regret, expressing regret for selling for Star stereo? Wars. To, no, oh. no. <laughs> he doesn't regret stereo. He calls them the white slavers. Do you, did you ever hear yeah. that? Jesus, really? He yeah. called Disney the white slavers. I love like, Lucas now. He said, <laughs> I sold my I sold my baby to the white slavers. Yeah. He says that. Wow. Lucas unleashed, baby. Wait, I got, yeah, man, I got some research. And when, when Force Awakens came out, people were like, what do you think? And he was like, 
not for me. <laughs> he said it's a retro film. And he was right. I did He's, hear that he wasn't impressed, but yeah. He, and he expressed it in that very clumsy Lucas yeah. way. But what he was saying is right on the money. He said, I didn't like it because it was a retro movie. When I made the movies, I tried to do new things. New worlds, new spaceships, yeah. make it new. But that is the essential divide in Star Wars fandom mm. of people who say everything up to 1983 is inherently good mm. and everything afterwards that's different is inherently bad. And Lucas was like, well, let's do new worlds, new characters. Let's explore. And people basically said, no, hmm. I just want the stuff I already, I want to see Cloud City again. My I want to see Ewoks again. I want to see Obi-Wan. Yeah. My understanding was that was Disney, the Disney divide would be the, the tentpole Star Wars movies and then the Star Wars universe or Star Wars stories. We've seen two of these Disney Star Wars movies now. Yeah. Is there a goddamn thing different about them or oh, yeah. new about them? With, Other than the casting, which is great, I I think the actors they're picking yeah. are really good and are actually underserved by these scripts. Mm-hmm. That is a is a success. Yeah. But beyond that, in terms of storytelling or even production design or mm-hmm. anything, there's a well, few ships, you know, a few different <laughs> like guns. what, like what, like what. Well, no, well, I, Diego I think Luna's to- ship was different, like that kind of thing. Uh, well, I, I think there's a tonal it. difference, and I I, I mean I, I'm not saying that they they uh, uh, delivered on this promise, but I thought that the idea was that the the Star Wars movies were to be you know true to the the Star Wars feel. So that's why you know uh, um, Force Awakens has that sort of more jovial feel to it, whereas Rogue One, being part of the a Star Wars story series, is kind of free to be any genre it wants to. So. I thought the idea was these Star Wars stories were going to be more genre pictures. So like you said before, we, we were under the impression that this was going to be a, a, a heist movie more than it was this, you know, Battlestar Galactica movie. I don't even know what it was. It, was yeah. it could have been if they didn't fuck it up. It was just people moving from point A to B to C to D to E and then like the decision to go was basically like, okay, let's have a roundtable discussion. Yeah. You guys are against it? Okay. They walked up. They're like, eh, let's just go. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, did you hear that they went? I guess we should follow them. Like, no one's making a decision. Yeah. <laughs> People were just like, well, I, I guess. So well, they caught in the tide of a yeah, river. Yeah, the, the Rebel That's Alliance has a, a very works. loose structure. Like, like Jimmy Smith's made, like, decisions just, like, ad hoc Isn't there. that just kind of how rebellions work, though? I guess like, I mean, so. I don't know. I don't know. It was I, a... That's, projecting to well, me. It was essentially a loose consortium of random groups of rebels. No, that's all fine. The The conversation made sense to me. Mm-hmm. The follow-up made no sense. Oh, just they, they said no. and Let, Let's put it in a real-world context, since people seem obsessed with making sci-fi movies realistic. <laughs> in a real-world context, if you had a, a rogue band of marines go mm-hmm. invade Iran, the U.S. would say, we're not with them, fuck them, kill them, we don't care, they do not represent us. Mm-hmm. So if the Rebellion's so worried about this failing and the Empire coming after them, they would just disown them. Yeah. But they're like, um, I know we all voted no, but what about yes? Hmm. Let's just go. Have you seen Alex Jones's review? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's in favor of it, right? He fucking loves this movie. Yeah. What? This is just strengthening my argument. <laughs> he just likes the, seeing people die. And- he likes seeing rebellions kill you know technocratic he likes empires. saving private ryan that's why he likes it if you like rogue one you elected trump it's true the venn diagram of rogue one fans <laughs> and trump supporters is a perfect circle <laughs> 
true. Oh, the one thing I did like about Rogue One, though, hmm. was Ben Mendelsohn, the main villain, being a middle manager. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had to suck up to Darth Vader to try right. to get an audience. He was trying Amber. to go over uh, Peter Cushing's head, fake that's, Peter Cushing. That's fantastic. That, that, and that was interesting. Yeah. This guy who's basically just trying to, you know, carve a place out for himself at the company. And all these people are getting in his way. I was, I had full sympathy for him. They, they, yeah, I mean that that was kind of the the promise of the Star Wars stories is that we would get like an office space version of what it's like to be in the Death Star. But I didn't understand. I know I'm asking the wrong questions. Yeah. But why is the middle manager on the battlefield with a little dinky pistol? Like, why does he even go there? He's only going to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's not like Peter Cushing didn't rush into the arena in the original one. He was like, I am an officer. Exactly. I'm in the boardroom. I make yeah. decisions. You stormtroopers, you go die. <laughs> I don't even have armor. Yeah. So he's a micromanager and that's why he failed. Mm. He's a character who's not in the next one. So he has to die. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. The, none of them were worth watching. I would love to see the contracts for all these people. It's all just like one film contract. Yeah. Like Forrest Whitaker, okay, you got me for twenty minutes. <laughs> no, they actually gave uh, her her Felicity a two two picture deal. Originally, yes. Oh, they because the ending. This was oh. people bolstering the argument for she survived. Was that her contract had two movies, ah. but her character's dead. Mm. Was so, that just a red herring, or were they that maybe fucked? she turned into Medichlorians and she'll come from back? What I read. From oh, what she's going to be one of those ghost images. Force ghost. Like, uh, yeah. Force ghost. Force ghost. Oh, by the way, coast why is her coast. family all into the Force? Her family's not under the Force. They got the crystals. They they have a crystal, and oh. her mom's like, you know, may the Force be with you. It's yeah, like no, that's right. only Jedi's. Yeah, it's an ancient hokey religion, I thought. Yes, that's crazy. No, I yeah, but I mean, that's uh, like that's like if I raised my family to literally believe in the Olympian gods, like that's where it was in society. <laughs> if I'm like, you know, Zeus be with you, yeah, he would be like, you're nuts, man. But in in the world, it's like, oh well, she's the hero, so of course she believes in the jedis i wear a piece of mount olympus around my neck it's just for the fans of like you root for her because she likes the force that's true the force will be with her she's one with the force god donnie in forever in our hearts 